Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Uh, I hope you all are having a blessed day and um, are keeping it together. I'm, I'm working on it today. I'm a little bit falling a little bit short today, but I'm going to make up for it for the rest of the day. So, and uh, getting ready for my game tonight. I'm looking forward to that. Anyway, it is. The third Thursday of the month on G's Power Hour, and that means it's Tech Thursday, and we are here with the man himself, the uh, the guru of all things tech, Mr. Burton Kelso. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. So um, what's this game stuff you're talking about? I'm watching the game tonight uh, on TV, Thursday Night Football. Oh, who's playing uh, the Jaguars and I want to say the Jaguars and the Panthers. I can't remember, but I know one of one of my teams is playing tonight. So and oh, I actually okay, have okay. a night off, so I can actually sit and watch a game. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. And yeah. Off is always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How you doing? I'm doing good. Just uh, trying to keep it busy. Um, you know, I've been really busy this month because it's uh, Cybersecurity Month. Cybersecurity so Month. Yeah, it is. When you run yeah, into, so- um, you know, a month like this and everyone is um, having to find out or wanting to find out what they can do to keep cyber secure. So I've got a quick story yeah, to tell you. Um Oh my God. But well, we keep, we, we keep, we do work on that every month here on G Power Hour with you, right? We're doing something, right. you know. Yeah, right. So, I mean, everybody else is catching up. So. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> one of our, one of our customers. Well, actually, yesterday I had two incidents with customers that have been hacked, and one lady is really, oh, I, I guess the best word would be paranoid about strange things that happen uh, with her her smartphone. So. Um, I think she may have been, and, and I think she may have been in a domestic abuse situation, uh, which also mm. October is abuse, domestic uh, awareness violence awareness month. Yeah, you got it. And um, so I think she had been in that situation, but at the same time, now it's really put her on edge of strange things that have happened to her devices. And then we had another customer who actually let the cyber criminals in. Um, in order to, uh, you know, because there was a tech support scam. So he thought he had a Ah. computer issue. A uh, message popped up on his computer and, you know, just bad 
things happen. But anyway, both problems were remedied. But what I learned in that process is just how secure our devices really are. I had mm. a, I had a, oh, what do you call it? A, not a leap of faith, but I had a little doubt um, as far as what, how secure our devices were. So I called Apple and talked to mm-hmm. a technician at Apple, and I was on the website at the same time, and I swear to God, Apple says this on their website, and I think the same is true with Android devices and with all tech devices. Apple made a disclaimer saying not even the FBI can hack into our devices. Yeah, it made me ah. sit back and think of a, a, a bunch and saying, well, that's kind of actually true uh, because there was an incident, a terrorist incident in California where they were trying to get into this guy's phone to find out information. And, yeah, the FBI kind of struggled on that. So it kind of brings me, and what I'm trying to do in all my cyber awareness talks is to kind of eliminate the fear. There's a speaker Mm -hmm. I know that whenever he talks about, well, I'm going to scare the the Jesus out of people talking about technology, but I think or in cybercrime. But I think in today's day and age, we need to eliminate the fear of cyber threats and just get really people really educated on what they need to do. Because I mean, truth be told, and I know I've said this on the show before, cybercrime is a human problem, meaning that your devices are completely protected from cyber breaches. And the things that you see with tech experts like myself and others around the country talking about all the things that can happen, it's more or less uh, a maybe scenario. You need to be safe than sorry because this could happen, but the chances that it's going to happen uh, are pretty darn slim. So that's been my goal in a lot of cyber talks. Like when I was speaking for the Illinois Bar that was the first question I asked. I'm like, do you believe that all your devices are secure from all of the hackers out there? And, of course, all the attorneys were yelling no, and I was crazy and, you know, some other stuff. But, you know, I've managed to show why our technology is safe. But, obviously, you you know, if you're going to get hacked, uh, it's because you're going to do something silly like use weak passwords or um, – you're going to invite the cyber criminals into your devices. So I hope all that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. It, it, you know, I mean, sometimes you aren't the paranoid people are just going to be the paranoid people because you know how I am. I'm getting better, but you know, <laughs> you said then I, I'm getting then, better. Then, 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 then I go and watch something like I Robot, and then that just uh, messes it I all up. <laughs> Did you ever watch it? You said you had not watched it. Yeah, I watched iRobot with Will Smith, bless his heart. <laughs> okay. All right. Because I thought the last time we talked, you said you had not watched iRobot. And I was like, really? No, I've watched iRobot, <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, that's the okay. other thing that we have to think about, too, in this age of cybercrime is that the fear uh, with artificial intelligence, where, mm-hmm. I mean, really, it's just um, – Google on steroids, meaning that if you ask AI a question, it's just using mm-hmm. an algorithm to find the answer. I mean, it isn't programmed to become self-aware. And you're going to laugh. I was at a tech conference last year speaking 
and a lady was talking about AI a few weeks before you know, OpenAI and ChatGPT dropped, and I asked that same question in class. What about mm. iRobot? Uh, <laughs> did she be worried about that? And she, she looked at me like I was crazy, but then she explained, <laughs> she explained that, yeah, it just isn't programmed to become self-aware. Mm-hmm. You know, where uh-huh. we, you know, we're born with emotions, and uh, we, you know, we can develop biases and other things. But yeah, that's not the intent with AI. It's like, well, I, here's a problem. I want you to be able to uh, solve that problem using these limited methods to solve the problem. So that's what kind of keeps AI in check. And they're constantly updating uh, the databases to make sure that it has more information, but at the same time, it's not, um, it's not self-aware. So. Okay. All right. Good to I'm know, I guess. Maybe one day you'll huh? believe me. I said, I'm going to keep telling you that every month and then maybe you'll believe me at some point. Uh, you know, I, I believe a little <laughs> bit more and more, you know, I'm, I'm trying here. Like, um, Right. You know, I'm, I'm going through this discussion with my husband about the need for Norton, which I told him that Burton said we didn't need Norton. <laughs> I took it off the computer yesterday. I... Yeah, no. And the difference is if you – Norton bought LifeLock. So sometimes I'll try to bundle that in um, mm-hmm. to make you get the Norton 360. But, yeah, in all essence, you don't need Norton. Because uh, you got antivirus built into your computer with Windows Defender, and um, uh, oh, what's the other program? You you've got the um, oh, uh, if you're well, Macintosh, I mean, then too. Uh huh. If you got Macintosh, then what? Oh, yeah. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. What'd you say? Oh, okay. No, I was asking if you got Macintosh, then what? Oh, you don't need antivirus. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's with all it's the same thing with your smartphones and tablets. You don't need antivirus software on any device. I mean now it's on there to protect you from goofing up. Like it's built in the Mac and it's built in the Windows. But for the most part, Mm -hmm. if you've got a smartphone, the only way you're gonna get a virus is if you download some crazy app um onto your smartphone. Okay. So what about, you know, how you're, when you're doing your search and everything, and uh, then I, I, I guess if you have Norton, I don't know if, if it happens when you don't have Norton, and certain programs pop up and say, uh, this is safe, this is unsafe, you know, I mean, so, I mean, is that is that reliable? Does that make it easier? So when you say... Um... When you don't have Norton or when you have Norton on your computer? Okay, well, even if you don't have Norton and let's say you're going through uh, doing searches, um, do you have – if you don't have Norton, do you have anything else that pops up that tells you this site is safe, this site is unsafe, and so forth? Um, Well, yeah, if you have, like, Windows Defender and you visit a Mm -hmm. website, it's definitely going to pop up and say – uh, yeah, you don't want to visit this website. Web browsers okay. already have uh, practice built into it, too, where if you do go to a website, it's going to uh, 
warn you that the website you're going to is malicious. So, I mean, it, the okay. things are in there are already built in, but the problem is, is most people get in a rush and they don't hurry. I mean, they don't take their time in looking for that stuff, and that's when mm-hmm. they get in the problem. Okay. And then so what happens once you get into a problem? Let's say you didn't pay attention or you ignored it or or just didn't realize what was what you were being told and you still or, or say, well, I need to go to this site anyway because uh, X, Y, and Z told me I needed to go to this site and you, you still mess up. I mean, how bad can it get? Well, the worst that's going to happen in today's world is that um, you will fall victim to a ransomware breach, meaning that criminals are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Criminals will hold your your stuff hostage. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the worst. And if that happens, then what what you need to do, obviously, is to just um, restore your files from backup. Mhm. Yeah, that's... Now, let me ask this. What if your what if your files, your backup files have been corrupted? Oh, well then you're in a world of hurt then. But whatever you do, you never <laughs> okay. want. To. Yeah, whatever you do, you don't want to um you don't want to pay the ransom. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yep. So, a lot of people get a job I mean, that. So, yeah, I mean there's a lot of scary things that can happen. Um, mm-hmm. with cybercrime, but in essence, if you're just, I tell a lot of people, I could sum up my speech uh, with uh, one, don't click on stuff. I mean, it's kind of that simple to, um, you know what I mean? It's kind of that simple to stay safe from everything that's going on out there. It really is. Because... So what else... It, I was no, go ahead. I'm sorry. It, yeah, you're fine. When it comes to cybercrime, I mean, it's estimated that about 99% of all cybercrime uh, requires some form of user interaction to be active. That means you mm-hmm. basically either have to fall for a voice call that comes in or you have to fall for a text message or a phishing scheme that comes in, you know, into your inbox in order to activate the the scam. I mean, again, it's not like criminals can just use osmosis to get into your tech device. You know, I know I talked about uh, in a blog post about Bluetooth uh, scams that can occur. But, I mean, mean, to combat that, you just need to make sure your Bluetooth is off, you know. Or Mm -hmm. they talk about uh, you can get hacked when you go to wireless stuff as far as hotspots in coffee shops and retail markets that offer free Wi-Fi, then, but again, it's, you just need to make sure that you're connecting to the right Wi-Fi connection in order to stay safe. So a lot of it is, you know, this could happen, but, you know, but at the same time, you know, you just don't have to walk in fear just thinking that criminals are going to just just magically reach out and get into your devices. Same thing with social media accounts. They talk about, oh, someone hacked my social media account. Well, they can if you haven't changed your password to Facebook or LinkedIn for like eight years, 
but at the same time, if you employ certain steps like setting up two-factor authentication, then your devices can stay safe and secure. And see, that's one of those you're still going to have to work on me with is that uh, two-factor authentication. Uh, <laughs> you can like, like, no, I don't want anybody to have my thumb. No, I just <laughs> sorry. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. We are here with Burton Kelso of Integral. Uh, it is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. It is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, uh, and we're trying to keep you safe. So if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event, need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast, let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I'm Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And by the way, it's the Jaguars and the Saints that play tonight. And all I know is that the Saints need to get beaten because uh, my bucks need to stay on top. So but, and so that's that's all. Anyway, oh, we're here with Burton okay, Kelso of Integral. <laughs> a number of you, you have questions or comments is 516-387-1944. I'm sorry. Go ahead, please, Burton. Oh, yeah. So I think one of the things before we took a break, I was talking about social media accounts. I mean, that's one of the things mm-hmm. that uh, is a huge uh, risk right now as far as, um, you know, as far as cybercrime is concerned. So I think what mm-hmm. people need to understand is that criminals will uh, attack your accounts in two different ways. So number one, with social media, they'll make duplicate Facebook accounts where yep. they just take your information and send it out to your friends. Uh, but then also they can actually hack your account. But in most, a lot of instances, it's just criminals will, um, will duplicate the account because it's easier to set up a fake account uh, and it's easy just to copy and paste photos and, and duplicate your posts to trick unsuspecting people that it's you actually controlling the account with a fake account. But yeah, there are instances where people have lost their Facebook accounts or Instagram accounts because criminals actually have uh, stolen the accounts. And I guess that's the best way to do it because when I, or to say it, because when you think of hacking, you think of someone actually taking the time to break in to an account, as opposed to 
criminals just getting your password off of the internet and then just using that to log into your account and change your credentials. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so, I mean and I've seen some of those duplicate accounts because I'm like, yeah, man, I would love for to, to, to be a Facebook friend with Denzel Washington, but I know that's not him. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, you know, yeah, when I think about the duplicate accounts on social media, I always tell people what they need to do on every social media platform is to do a search for their name to see how many accounts um, pull up. That way, mm-hmm. if criminals are using a duplicate account, then you, you'll know. Sometimes yeah. we just assume that our account's the only one. But, you know, if you're a Joe Smith, then obviously there are going to be a lot of social media accounts out there. But if you have a common name, then what you can do is you can look and just verify that the accounts are legitimate accounts and none are a duplication of what you have. But it's always a good idea every few months just to do a search and just see how many accounts are out there that have your name. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so like and have- and I think it's I think it's better to if you have a middle name, you know, at least at least use your middle initial or if you have, let's say, a nickname or something. I, I think I just think that you need to make it as, <laughs> as complicated as possible for everybody else, you know, because if it's, you know, if it's John Smith, that's going to be easy. If it's John J.J. Smith, maybe, or John Smith Jr., you know, something that's just a little bit different than John Smith. I think it makes it a little more complicated. Am I right or no? No, you're right. That's uh, People do uh, distinguish themselves by using a full name on social media or a middle initial. Like when I did a search for you, uh, like a uh, Rochelle Simmons came up and then uh, DeAndre G.D. Simmons uh, came up uh, and then there's a Leslie Gray Simmons. So, yeah. Uh, there, you know, there's, you know, there's a, a, an advantage to using uh, different spellings of your name or um, just adding the middle initial or something on there to kind of make your account stand out. Now that doesn't mean criminals can't duplicate it, but at the right. same time, uh, you know, it, it it's the more unique you made it or make it, the better off you're going to be. So why do those I, I have always been curious, though, why do those other profiles come up when you're doing a specific search? Uh, just to make sure that you get everything that's there. I mean, it just the search engine just wants to make sure that if you're trying to really find somebody, they're going to throw every option out there. Because remember, okay. Facebook at its core is for people to connect. So if you're looking for a classmate or a long lost friend and maybe you only know part of that name, they're gonna throw out the the chance that, you know, even though the spelling may be close that and not exact is that they're gonna uh make sure that you can try to find that person. So that that's why it's not exact. But you have to okay. think about it too. It's like Google. If you were to Google 
someone, it's going to bring up a lot of variations of it. So, I mean, that's just the way search engines operate sometimes. They're not exact on all the results. It's just some of the results, but then it's going to be like, well, we're going to make sure you find everything that relates to that person. So there you have it. Okay. So what else are we on the lookout for this month? I'm kind of curious about you and the two-factor authentication because, to be honest, um, one of the things that makes uh, any online account secure are um, using two-factor authentication and then just getting into the habit of using a password keeper as as well as using passphrases because two-factor authentication is kind of the end-all as far as keeping your account secure because, you know, again, yes, you may be giving out someone your phone number, but you could do it via an email verification too. Um, you know, it's not like your phone phone number is going to be used, uh, you know, by anything. It's just more of, well, we just want to send you a quick text message. I mean, in two-factor authentication, uh, instances, it's not like criminals or, or people are going to sell that information to other people. I guess I've been watching too much uh, Mission Impossible. I, I think uh, that's what it is. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm sorry. You you know. I was going to say, to give you peace of mind, the other thing that you uh, have to consider, too, is that you're talking about um, you're talking about high end sophisticated criminals that are geared towards uh, getting into a specific device, and the one the criminals that attack uh, normal people they're more scammers than they are than they're more scammers than they mm-hmm. are actual cyber crooks. So it's more of a situation where you're you're just dealing with a cyber company or a cyber crime company where they just employ essentially telemarketers to call and trick you into giving out your information. It's Mm -hmm. not like the crooks that you see in Mission Impossible where they're actually getting around devices and getting in. Mm -hmm. Those types of criminals are few and far between. Mhm. You know. Yeah. But yeah, the ones I mean, that are calling I, up call center. I mean, look at we, we we but we're talking about stuff where it it almost seems like life has imitated art, you know, and comes very very close. Um, you know, you and I have you know, and I teached you before, but we've talked about the iRobot thing, and here we are dealing with AI and wondering, okay, how far can it go, or will it go? You know, mm-hmm. or who's going to take it? to the next level where it's it's going to do us more harm than good. You know. Right. We, we talked yeah, I mean we talked about the what is it? The you know my other movie. Um but we, oh, yeah. you know live so Yeah, Live for Your Die Heart. Uh we we've talked about these movies where, you know, these these were just made up scenarios back then and and you know, people probably at some point in time said, uh, that's not even possible. But then, that, yeah, now we have systems getting hacked. We have um, artificial intelligence where even the people who 
may have been, you know, creating this or really for it at one time are now saying, okay, we got to be really, really careful with this stuff because of X, Y, and Z. Um, so, yeah, you know, I ask these questions because it does look like, okay, it would not be the first or the last time that, that life has somewhat imitated art. Right. I, yeah, I get it. I mean, yeah, but um... – I mean, look at, you know, you're saying, you're talking about sophisticated criminals. I mean, look at now how we can make um, weapons, um, more specifically guns, with a printer, with a home printer. Right. Okay. Yeah, like a 3D, yeah, with 3D printer. Yeah. 3D printer. I get what, yeah. I get what you're saying, yeah. So, I mean, what you're saying totally makes sense. So, yeah. uh, but at the same yeah, time, I think... Yeah, a paranoid girl, but hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, because of art, though, I think uh, the government uh, is a little bit more aware and obviously taking start regulating uh, what goes on. Because I know one of the things that could occur is with... Oh, what is it? With a, Yeah, with uh, ChatGPT, you can't go in and put negative information in to produce something that's going to cause issues. Like uh, mm-hmm. if you wanted to put in, how can I write a phishing email to trick somebody, then ChatGPT or the other forms of AI are not going to do it. Because for a while okay. there, there were that were producing inappropriate images with the text forms of text-to-image AI. So now you can't do that either. So it's an evolving thing where um, it's an evol- evolving thing where you know criminals are um, are trying to do stuff, but at the same time the uh, government is stomping down on that stuff. So, mm-hmm. okay. so yeah, I mean, because we got even simple stuff such as you know people messing with QR co- codes. To just trick, oh, trick people easy. up. Well, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, that's easy. You just can generate a QR code that goes to a website. So, I mean, yeah, there's some there's some evil doers out there, but at the same time, if you are just aware and just use common sense, then uh, you're gonna pretty much stay safe from most of the cyber threats out there. All right. We're going to take a break. We're here with Burton Kelso of Integral. If you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple, dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families. Hi, I'm Tim Garrison, and I think I found a way to help you understand what is Chill Out Jazz. Tune in every Wednesday night at 10 on K-Ham Radio. 
Good afternoon. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Have It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us. We are here with Burton Kelso of Integral this Tech Thursday um, as we also um, uh, honor or create, generate awareness about cybersecurity. This is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Um, if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. Uh, so I know I've, I've kind of sidetracked you today, Burton, so let me let you go ahead and, and take the wheel. On the- oh, no, you haven't really sidetracked me. I was um, going to talk about the Domestic uh, Violence Awareness Month and how technology mm-hmm. has really played a big part in, um, you know, as far as abusers stalking their victims. So obviously, right. you know, we're talking about how, uh, with technology that, you know, you do a good thing and then you really can't do anything. So, um, yeah, it's, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. You, uh, so with technology, I mean, obviously when we think about technology, it's basically any tool that the human experience a lot better, but, the challenge is, is that there's always bad actors out there that will use technology um, in order to cause harm. And so with Dem- Domestic Violence Awareness Month, one of the things that isn't talked about a much, a much is how, you know, you need to try to stay tech safe in order to uh, get away from your abusers. Because I, because I think part of the problem in, the, in many of these situations is that when we get involved in relationships, then your better half has act, have access to things that um, you normally, you know, don't even think about, like usernames and passwords to online accounts. And, of course, now in this digital age, abusers may have access to um, – they may have access to your online account, such as your iCloud account or your Google account. And on the surface, you may think, oh, that's not a big deal. But when you take a look at iCloud and Google, then you've got location services that are enabled in iCloud, like Find My Device, which, you know, in this digital age that we're in, that device is a smartphone, which, you know, can pinpoint your location pretty darn quickly so but so obviously you, said, we need- you mentioned to me before that find my device doesn't necessarily mean that um it can be on an apple device find my device can also be on an, an android device is that correct oh heck yeah it sure can in fact that the names are uh the names are pretty similar. On the iPhone, it's like Find My Device, and then, of course, on Find My Device, too. And okay. the whole purpose is, the the top of it is to ensure that if you lose your phone, <laughs> you can find it. But mm-hmm. I mean, if a, a, as it, not only are they going to find the phone, they're going to find, find you. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in a lot of us... Um, worry about, well, and it can still happen. I mean, technology for GPS tracking exists. And I think for most people, they think it's going to be those high-tech spy tools that will allow somebody to uh, track your location. But sometimes 
you know, the abusers aren't that sophisticated enough. They just may log onto your iCloud account and find out where you are. And same now, thing with your Google account. But now um, the the Find My Device, that requires that you have a, a tracker. Is that correct? Of some sort? No, Find My Device, again, it's your, it's your phone. Because the, the whole idea okay. with both Apple and Google is that you have tech devices that you want to keep track of. So those tech devices could be a Samsung watch or an Apple watch or maybe your iPhone or maybe your Android tablet. So, Mm -hmm. again, the mentality behind it on the safe scale is that, well, yeah, if I left my tablet behind at the coffee shop, at least my watch will alert me that I left it behind, and then I can Mm -hmm. go back and get it. Um, same thing with uh, Apple AirTags and SmartTags. That's all part of the Find My Device family because, again, uh, you may not, let's just say you, you lose your keys quite a bit or your wallet, and they actually make mm-hmm. wallets that can AirTag in. Same thing with, um, uh, oh, gosh, women's mm-hmm. purses, luggage. All of that stuff mm-hmm. can become part of the Find My Device family. And the idea on the safe side is to make sure that um, to make sure that you can have all your devices and know where they are. Because I know, mm-hmm. at least with Apple, um, if let's say you have an AirTag on a device, and if you leave home, rather than you getting 30 miles down the road and realizing, oh, man, I left my purse or I left my wallet at home, uh, it'll alert you when you get outside of a certain range saying, hey, I think you left some devices at home then that way you can turn around and get it. But, again, uh, if a criminal has access to a phone or a computer and they know your iCloud or your Google login, then they can definitely uh, keep track of you. And so I think a lot of victims of domestic violence sometimes don't escape their abusers because they're not willing to drop the phone down or they don't have enough wherewithal to – Uh, go in and change the ID password or their email password, or sometimes you've just got to leave all that stuff behind. And and it makes it difficult in our digital age, but at the same time, um, you know, it's just something that has to happen. So, okay, so you said we were talking about not necessarily having to have a tracker and then there's ways to to track your phone and other things. Um, and you're talking about okay, getting rid of the phone or disabling what it is, whatever. What about your automobile? Oh yeah, you can. Well, <laughs> funny that you mentioned that. A few months ago, the city of New York had recommended that people get Apple Air tags and Samsung tags because of this whole Kia boy thing that's going on, where kids are stealing Kias and Hyundai's and going joyriding for them. So they had so much go on with that scenario. They said, well, if you get an Apple AirTag, then you'll um, you'll be able to find your car quicker. So, I mean, they do have they do have the GPS enabled trackers that you can stick on cars, but at the same time, uh, you can get an AirTag and just like but, stick it anywhere in the car. But what I'm saying, don't some cars already have some sort of GPS devices like like the OnStar, for example, or um, what is that? Uh, is it LoJack? Um, yeah. Ways to 
uh, ways to track your car. And then, I mean, aren't some of these cars already built in? What is this? Um, my husband just got a car, and it drives me crazy because every time I get into it, then it wants me to do this Android auto connection thing. Um, right. So it, isn't that already some sort of built-in GPS that way? Um. Well, yeah, the uh, that but that's through a company, so you would have to hack the OnStar network in order okay. to get into that. It's not user available, so you never hear about well, an abuser was tracked through OnStar because well, I take that back. It depends on what happens with OnStar. So let me back up for a second. Now, okay. if you have the OnStar app on your phone or an abuser has it, then, yes, they could use OnStar to track your vehicle. But if you haven't given out that information, then um, and you haven't downloaded the app or set up an account, then they would have to hack into the OnStar network, you know what I mean, network mm-hmm. in order to get to So, I mean, yeah, that's the, that's um, – with OnStar is to, you know, if you've got the app, then, yeah, you've got to change the password to the app so that way an abuser can't track your vehicle. But um, just if you have OnStar and you don't have the app on your phone, then, yeah, you're, you know, you're good. Okay. I'm just curious about, you know, what features are that are built into the car versus those that you may, you know, put in. Um, for tracking your car or whatever, your or luggage or or whatever, because every time I get out of my car, it's like, don't forget your phone. It's like, how do you even know whether or not I have my phone? You know, it's just a little bit, uh, you know. Yeah, I appreciate it, but how, you know, how do you know? You know how? What you know? Am I being spied on? You you know, so the the parent, you know, sorry, paranoia starts to kick in again. Yep. But anyway, um. What other things are we supposed to be uh, doing during the cybersecurity, not just this month, but, you know, all the time? What other types of things should we be careful and wary of? Oh, well, we can briefly talk about smart home devices, just making sure that those Mm. Amazon, Google accounts, passwords are secure. Because what people are starting to do uh, with their smart home devices is, uh, and the only way they can get hacked is um, by having your online account passwords leaked, or maybe they were leaked. Uh, so if people are hooking up cameras like smart doorbells and wireless cameras around their home. If you have a weak password, then obviously someone can log into your Amazon account or your uh, and find out, you know, what you're doing around home. So you can't you always have to make sure that those smart home devices are are safe and secure and that you're using passwords for them because everything's web based now. Because remember the old days of camera where you had the little camera recording unit like down in the basement or in another room, someone would physically mm-hmm. have to try to break into that device. Um, to get access to your cameras. But now with them being wireless and with you being web accessible, you really have to make sure that you're using, uh, you're not using passwords for those web smart items like you would for your other accounts. 
So because I mean, there is a such practice called credential stuffing, where criminals will find your credentials on the dark web, and then they'll just mm-hmm. start stuffing uh, email addresses, your email addresses, and your passwords into your accounts until they get access to them. And you know, you just need to make sure that you think about that as well, because most people will go out. Uh, like I had a customer yesterday, they went out and bought the ring alarm system and they got it all set up and, you know, they put the app on and it was, it was pretty easy. And most of them are pretty Mm -hmm. easy to do. You just really have to understand that when you're setting these devices up that you've got to make sure that you're using secure passwords. So some common criminal can't just find your credentials on the web log in and start harassing you through your smart devices. In fact, that happened. I know they were, you know, there were incidents where they were talking about, well, Ring got hacked. Well, it wasn't Ring got hacked. Someone used a weak password, and the criminal figured it out, and then, um, you know, went from there. What is considered a weak password? Because in my – okay. In my opinion, I, I always say, well, unless you know a lot about me, um, you know, unless I'm putting a lot of stuff out there, if I do a password that's relatively personal – it's you know people are are unlikely to hack it. However, then you get these password suggestions, and I look at some of these password suggestions, and I'm like, I'm, there's no way in the world I'm going to remember that. That's not relevant to me, and it may be harder for someone else. But if I have to remember that, I'm going to end up resetting my password every time I log in. Well, okay. yeah, that's why you use the password vault in order to keep track of those passwords and that's why if you use Google Chrome or any of the other browsers, even though it'll generate like a password for you, like I know Apple's notorious for that, it'll also offer mm-hmm. to save it as well. So that way you don't have to remember all those goofy passwords. And that's when people you know, people run into problems with that. Yeah. All right, well, we are going to take our final break, and this is National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. This is also Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And, yeah, I haven't forgotten, although it's not relevant to this conversation right here, uh, but it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so just keep that in mind. And also, it is School Safety Week. So uh, just keep that in mind as well. If you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. All right, we are going to continue. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are here with Burton Kelso of Integral, who is a superstar this month, running all over the place, just trying to keep everybody's safe from the cyber terrorists out there. And so um, if you have questions or comments in these last few minutes, the number is 516-387-1944. So um, I did mention school safety, and I guess I, you know, we have a lot of concerns about kids, especially also because the other thing that's going on right now uh, is national, I think it's National Bullying Awareness Month right now. So we, we ha- have to worry about the protection of our kids with their access to social media and, and other things. So uh you have any suggestions, Burton? Of course I do. So, I mean, of number one, with social, um, what, you, what parents need to be aware of is that even though the app says that it's 12 and older, I mean, kids really shouldn't be on social media until they start driving. 
I mean, because there's just so much negativity on social media. And uh, there are kids that are now making drug transactions on Snapchat and Instagram that have caused a few deaths across the country. So, I mean, it's definitely no place where young kids need to be hanging out. And, oh, my goodness. Um, and I think one of the things that parents need to be aware of as far as uh, social media is that it's designed to be addicting. And it's hard for younger minds to turn off from the, those devices. And as a parent, you also have to understand, too, that there are parental control software out there. There's no parental control software that's going to pick and choose which forms of uh, or what kids can do in social media. So maybe as a parent you heard, well, I don't uh, want my kid to send direct messages. Well, it's not like you can go to Net Nanny or one of those social media uh, managers or, or parental control software and just turn that feature off. And truth be told, most of the, well, I should say most, all of the social media companies don't want the parental control software to work because they're grooming kids online to become lifelong participants of this social media channel. I mean, the end game with social media is almost what China is doing with, I think the app is called WeMe, but it's like everything. It's every aspect of Chinese social media life. I mean, you get your news kind of like you do with Facebook and you interact with people. Um, There's everything. So, I mean, you're just really tied into the social media apps and they just become ingrained into your lives trying to do with social media in the country. And the other thing with technology and kids, kids are always gravitating towards new and exciting tools online. So it makes it hard for the parental control software companies to keep up with that sort of technology. And it, it it's almost in this day and age where parents just need to be, really be responsible and maintain all that. But to be honest with you, it's a lot easier just to wait until you get them smartphones uh, because there's just so much that can be done once a kid gets access to a smartphone. Now, as far as parental controls are concerned on smartphones, both on Apple and Android, you can set time limits where they can only use their devices for a specific amount during the day. And you can also do uh, sites and apps that aren't age appropriate. But, I mean, that's pretty much it. Because there's apps out there, like your social media apps, that will say, oh, well, yeah, we're age appropriate. And then that counteracts the parental controls on the phones. And then kids have access to that stuff anyway. So, I mean, but think about it. You've got kids that are on Tinder, um, on dating apps. I mean, then you've got pedophiles that are out there grooming kids. I mean, the Internet, I mean, is really not a safe place. But you've got to instill values in your kids so that they are Internet safe. But at the same time, as a parent, you really have to watch what they're doing to make sure that they're safe and secure. Well, we know that the parents, the good parents anyway, are trying to instill the right values in, in the, their children. But, you know, you know how peer pressure is. 
you you know what the kids are facing at school you know and you know and then you have the kids that aren't necessarily being as regulated trying to influence the ones who are so you you have that that battle that's going on constantly right so but i think but even if the parent doesn't serve it up to them you've got some outside forces that maybe yeah, I think uh, you got peer pressure with uh, with parents, too, that feel obligated that they have to give their kids a smart device. Like, oh, I want to know where they are all the time, or um, I want to uh, make sure that that they make it home safe, you know, things like that. So it's, I mean, it's kind of a double-edged sword because I think the other thing that fuels parents is the fact that they want to introduce their kids to technology. But giving a kid a phone or a video game system isn't going to help them uh, become tech savvy. They'll just know how to play games better. But the other thing that parents don't think about, too, when it comes to kids and technology and cyberbullying is that a lot of instances kids will uh, go on to gaming sites and bully each other there Um, because you've got chat on all of the systems out there like Roblox and Fortnite. And, I mean, it just creates a scenario where, uh, you know, kids are, you know, being bullied. And, of course, parents may not know what's going on because maybe they're just so concentrated on smartphones that they're not, you know what I mean, they're not able to um, able to think about the video games and make it happen. Okay, so what is the best thing that we you you mentioned something about not giving a kid a smart device until like they're well into their teens, but I mean, is that really feasible? And then, for example, there have been situations where um, the kid having a smart device has been beneficial in some of these or they're rare and extreme situations, but when you've had um, school shootings, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, So how do you balance that? Well, part of that would be the parental controls because you could set up time limits. Um, um, Yeah, I mean, you have to set up time limits with smart devices to make sure that kids aren't um, doing things that they shouldn't be doing or they're not addicting to their devices. Now, obviously, if uh, you've got, kids in school, then you have to really, uh, you know, just kind of um, monitor what they're doing. And then if you're setting up parental controls right, then you can make sure that um, parents can get in contact with their kids. I mean, there is a good balance, but at the same time, you just have to enable it. You just can't, um, you know what I mean? You can't just um, give them a phone and say, well, good luck. You know, you wouldn't do that with a kid when they're driving. So the same thing is with their smart devices that you um, you, you just have to use your your best judgment and then just monitor to make sure your kids are doing what they're supposed to be doing. So uh, what is – maybe do you maybe necessarily dumb down the tech a little bit? Maybe don't get them the latest and greatest stuff, but just get them the, the bare bones basic that – will, you know, keep them safe and, and let them, let's say, maybe do their homework or whatever. Um, for example, well, and I shouldn't say dumb down when it comes to 
to the the iPhones or whatever. But one of the things that you mentioned to me, though, is that uh, iPhones are relatively restricted in terms of the type of apps that you can add on. So do you recommend those more so for the kids than some of the other? um... Oh, no, you can can restrict apps on both iPhone and Android. So, um, okay. I mean, it doesn't matter which device you have. Again, it's just going through the act of making sure you're restricting those devices uh, to, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? In order to just make sure that kids aren't using apps that they're not supposed to be using uh, because there are a ton of them out there. But right. um, it doesn't matter which device you get. You can, you can, minim- you can limit apps on any device. Okay. And the restrictions are not going to interfere with anything like calling 911 or any type of emergency uh, app that all. you might have. Okay. All right. That's cool. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, on the phone, you can restrict apps or uh, people that are calling the kid, you know. Right. And then I wanted to also quickly, because we only have a few minutes left, get back to the domestic violence um situation in terms of the phones. Now, I know they used to have a program. I don't know if they still do, and I need to really find out. But they used to have it where you could, um, like your old phones, you could take out most of the, um, I guess, more elaborate or specific programming and just make it so that the phone is only good for calling, let's say, 911. you could take the you could take the tracking out of that, can't you? No, you sure can't. It's all inclusive. You I mean, can't. you could okay. any smartphone can call nine one one. I mean, that's okay. That's, that, that, but yeah, as far as removing out the SIM card or any of that stuff, it's going to make the phone useless. So the only okay. thing you can do if you're in a situation where they've got a phone is to uh, either change your iCloud or Google account stuff, uh, or you know, if you're that. If you feel you're that dire of a situation, then you just got to get rid of that phone and just start all over again with a new mm. account. Okay. All right. And, you know, I mean, I don't know, and I could be wrong because I've not been in the situation, uh, fortunately, and I feel bad for those that have. But um, basically I, I, I would almost think that it would be better to have a phone or some sort of device where you're just not totally out of contact with you know someone who could could possibly help you, and so I yeah, you could get a, you could get a prepaid phone. That would be the best safe option in that instance, like a burner okay. phone where you just pay with a credit card. That's the safest option there if you needed to have a phone. So okay, all right, well. Burton, thank you. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your tips. And uh, we look forward to having you back next month, uh, just before Black Friday, I guess, right? Right. That's right. Christmas deals abound, right? (laughs) Yep, indeedy. Thank you so much, Burton. And thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. Talk to you tomorrow, God willing. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care.